0: Good morning from Jeffrey Special Sales. Mark Haddon from Consumer. First on Buyersdorf, a surprise announcement yesterday with consumer sales materially below consensus. Uh, half one consumer down 10.9% implies a Q2 down 18.7. Uh, that's much worse than consensus minus 8.1. Uh, no comment on margin could be tacit approval of consensus or it could just be no comment on margin. Uh, we expect significant operating deleverage. I would absolutely stay out of the way. The read-across here is a bit negative for L'Oreal Unilever. On Unilever, consensus is out. Street's looking for minus 4.3% organic sales growth at Q2, and minus 53 basis points margins at half one. That's pretty much in line with us. I think the range is wide, unsurprisingly. Negative 8 to negative 1.3 for organic sales growth. I guess the risk is to the downside here. If Nestle can do a negative 3 or 4, then Unilever should be worse. The question is how much of that is thoroughly baked into the stock given that everyone expects a poor Q2.
1: Good morning, it's Alex Turner on the discretionary stocks. We have a sporting goods focus today as we publish an upbeat preview on Puma. Plus, we release our data-driven periodical, which this week looks at consumer engagement for European sporting goods brands. Our Google Trends analysis here suggests consumer interest is currently strongest for Puma as the brand has engaged so well with fans during lockdown. In the app world, Nike, though, is the relative winner and the brand continues to dominate the U.S. basketball market. In retail data, note the German apparel data yesterday came in at minus 11% versus the previous week down minus 21, uh, although on a much easier comp. In luxury, Flavio publishes very entertaining fruit salad video yet last night discussing luxury uh, consumption trends in China, ultra clear and uh, amusing there to boot. Plus feedback from our recent call with the CFO or the real real. In Leisure, we note our Spanish transportation index is ticking up. Good news there for National Express. Today, we're here from Whitbread and JD Sports.
2: Good morning from Mark Coffler in Resources, starting in the miners, where we were talking quite a lot yesterday about Rio Tinto and the potential for some sort of special dividend at uh, first half results at the end of July. That was on the back of increasing our price target 4% and reiterating the name as one of our top picks in the mining sector. I think a lot of long onlys are still very happy owning this name, even if iron ore prices do ease from here. Although I would say that that prospect of a special dividend at 1H results is probably not in the base case for most people, and so that would be perceived as a positive, even if it does seem quite unlikely at this point. In steels, there was news about management changes at Kluckner. Uh, with Guido Kirchhoff coming in from Thyssen. I think for me that only further increases the likelihood that there is some sort of JV uh, between Thyssen and Klerkner in the not too distant future. And worth noting in Energy, E&I talking about €4 billion worth of impairments at results.
3: Good morning, William Bevington, Jeffrey's team, T-Spec Sales. So the most important thing to highlight today is the new German telecom law, first read. Um, this, a write-up of the conference call we had last week with an expert following the forthcoming changes to the German telecom law. Based on initial draft, our expert concluded in particular, first of all, there is no policy intent to lighten mobile wholesale requirements. That would not be supported for new market entry. Secondly, the removal of cable's ability to bundle TV charges and tenancy contracts. This is important and clearly would potentially weaken the relative position of cable, and then finally, incumbent friendly room for self-commitments to lower the regulatory burden I in fibre co-investment projects. And that report is out this morning. second thing to highlight is that there are rumours on Bloomberg of Selnex perhaps raising up to £3 billion of capital at some point this month. The market has proven to be very supportive of this when it's done this over the last year.
4: Good morning from Jefferies, Financial Specialist Sales, Tuesday, 7th July various things to focus on today. We have work out on KBC. The note here is looking at the bounce back ability in their key home markets in Belgium and uh, Central Eastern Europe where the macro data really has staged a very sharp recovery up through the end of May and into June. We're looking at the uh, lending numbers, deposit flows, and pricing stats for their region, which uh, have followed that recovery very sharply. Indeed, you're seeing high single-digit volumes coming through. So we think that the Q2 could actually stack up very, very well. But more importantly, it's the the go forward on impairments that's really going to drive consensus expectations for the stock. And as with the sector at large, we're probably a bit more optimistic around recovery prospects for Europe, which could see um, expectations on impairments actually being narrowed from here. So we continue to be buyers of KBC.